When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network. This is the X's and O's podcast with Zach Mackey. Now let's join your host, Zach Mackey. Welcome back into the X's and O's podcast. I'm your host, Zach Mackey. Each week we visit with someone of the Virginia Tech football offices, an assistant coach, or one of those working in the everyday offices. This week it's Mike Villagrana, the director of player personnel for the Virginia Tech Hokies. He runs just about all recruiting efforts that the Hokies have had. They've obviously had a very successful recruiting run the last couple of weeks and last couple of months. Uh, we dive into that a little bit, talk about what an official visit looks like and everything that goes into recruiting a player here to Virginia Tech. So without any further ado, here is Mike Villagrana. Back here on the X's and O's podcast as we're now joined with the Senior Director of Player Personnel for the Virginia Tech Hokies, Mike Villagrana. Mike, how's it going? Going great. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time and uh, joining us. It's a busy, uh, busy time here in season of that. Obviously, you guys got all your recruiting stuff going on and that. What's uh What's a typical Thursday as we record this today like for you? It depends if it's a home or away game. Uh, if it's a home game, then we, we meet with our interns, meet with our staff, make sure you know everything's squared away come uh, come Saturday for the for the visit. Can you talk through, because that's an area obviously that's changed a lot in college football, wh- what your staff looks like, the different people that you have on your staff on the recruiting department? Yeah, so our staff now, total, when you count the creators, uh, the creative uh, team, we have about 10 people on the recruiting staff. Um, everybody has their own roles. Uh, Jalen and Camden uh, specifically deal with on-campus stuff, so they have a huge part on uh, running the game day visits. Um, and then 
what people don't see is our internship pro- our internship program, which uh, includes about forty three kids right now, mm. um, and they play a huge hand in in uh, making sure that we're functioning uh, at an elite level when it comes to game day visits. So it's, it's a handful of people, um, when it comes to game day visits, making sure, you know, from the time they arrive to the time they leave, they have a good experience. How much has that changed in the time that you've worked in college football, what those staffs look like and how big they are? A ton. Uh, you know, I feel really old now. I'm about to turn 40 next month. Uh, and and things are just totally changed from the time I finished playing ball. Uh, I GA'd right after I, I was done, and we were basically in a closet, you know, mm-hmm. filled with DVDs and VHS tapes. You know, the kids have no idea about now. Yeah. Um, and it was just a very much slow paced compared to what it is now. Uh, and everybody has a, a specific role, whether it's now it's, there's recruiting operations. You know, there's recruiting on campus. There's recruiting personnel. Um, there's recruiting director of high school relations. When it was it used to just be a coach, one of the ten coaches, mm-hmm. he he over he overseed everything, um, and now it's just it's changed. It's, it's really exciting now uh, how much the the profession has scaled and it continues to grow. How uh, how back when when you played, you were a great player at West Virginia and that, and had an opportunity to play at the Power Five level. Now you're involved in the recruiting. How different was it then? to get recruited than what it is now because a lot of it was word of mouth and you got one tape a year or something right is that yeah that yeah and there's really there's always uh the term sleepers you know there's there's somebody that's uh you know I, nobody's talking about or but that nowadays it, it, he really don't get that that much because of all mm-hmm. the resources and social media and the recruiting services that we have there's really no sleepers and the way that we're able to delegate and like i just mentioned this our staff is now 10 compared to what it used to be two one to two guys uh so it's it's definitely changed you're able to do a more thorough job uh especially if you're you're not national and you're really kind of uh, focusing on your footprint, which is like maybe five, six hours radius of the campus, uh, you're able you're able to see every kid and do a good job at it. What uh, if someone came and asked and said, "Okay, what's your recruiting mindset? Where are you guys looking? Where are you recruiting? What are you doing? How would you describe your recruiting philosophy uh, under Coach Pry here at Virginia Tech?" If from the get go, from the time we got here, from the time I talked to Coach Pry before I even got on campus, he said, "We're going to recruit the footprint. We're going to recruit." the state of Virginia and he meant it and now we're two years in and and that's what we've done and we've we've tried our best to um, make sure that the state knows that that's that's our goal you know we've done travel clinics where we go to different parts of the state uh, and host a bunch of coaches come in talk ball um, and, and and the our strategy when it comes to spring ball um, you know every coach is going to go into every school uh, we made an emphasis on that and we're not going outside of five five hours. If there's there exceptions, you know, we're going to go national when it comes to quarterbacks and maybe some certain positions. But uh, for the most part, we're staying within the footprint, which is uh, which has been great. It's been really good for us. What's the most difficult position to be able to to see on tape and see what they're going to be at the college level as a quarterback? Uh, you can you can make an argument for that, yeah, uh, potentially because some quarterbacks. You never know until they get on the field and, and the lights are on, right? right. Um, I remember there was a quarterback that uh, at another school that about we were recruiting, and I didn't specifically like, um, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was a, a trait here or there. 
Um, but when he got on the field, he killed it. Hmm. Um, and he still is. Uh, so uh, you never know with the quarterback until he's actually in the game um, sometimes. Um, and you could say that for a lot of players. Some guys are just gamers. Yeah. I, I say that because I, I think, too, and I know these are some of the older ones that you said, you know, nowadays you've got more resources to be able to look into it. But guys like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois, or even Josh Allen recently went to Wyoming and, and that. Obviously not a power five schools in that, but yet turned out to be tremendous quarterbacks in that. And th- there seems to be – I mean, there's stories at every position or that, whatever, but there's so many guys that are in the top ten in recruiting when it comes to quarterback, and then it doesn't end up working out for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, what I see a lot is the intangibles kind of take over. There's a lot of kids and – uh, coming out of high school, they're athletic and have that athleticism and the genetics. But then when he goes to the next level, or at college level, it's like being in the NFL. You, I mean, in, in, in ways, it's it's harder because you have the social aspect, you have the academics as well. But um, from what I've seen, the people that really succeed are the guys that are locker room guys, that are team players, that are hard workers, um, that are very coachable Um and that those boxes are hard to check off when they're when you're recruiting out of high school, all of them. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. sometimes when they get here, you know they get homesick or they don't have they're not wired to have that work ethic that it takes to to be successful at college. Um, you have to be smart. You know, you, it's it's all it's all those things, um, and it's hard to re- recruit yeah. all of those things at one time. What um, whenever you're going and, and bringing high school students here to Tech and showing them a game day or even just talking to them, what things are you selling them on here at Virginia Tech? I gotta assume the environment on game day and, and areas like that. But what other things are they asking about and are you talking about when it comes to Virginia Tech football? Yeah, we're trying to sell everything because when they get on campus, we're treating it like this may be the last time that we get them on campus, them and their guests. So we try to, in a four-hour, five-hour uh, time window, is we try to sell the academics, the history. Obviously, the, the biggest selling point here during a game day's atmosphere. So they're going to see that. We want to take them around campus. We want them to see the Hokie Walk. Um, we want to meet the coaches and not just the coaches. We want them to meet the support staff and all the resources that they're going to have available when they come here. Um, and Jalen and Camden and, and the recruiting staff, they do a, a really good job of setting that up um, because it's tough, you know, because yeah. when they get here, you have basically two hours in the indoor. When they get in there, well, we want them to see the sports staff. We want them to see the coaches, and we want them to see Coach Pry. And everything has to be strategized. It has to be – it's just not shooting from the hip. And then you're taking them to the field, and then you're doing meetings on the field at the 50-yard line with Coach Pry. Uh, and then we're taking what's really neat. What we do is we're able to take them uh, to the entrance when they come out, um, and then we get them up to the stands. But they're able to see that and really feel that. Uh, and, you know, that's really kind of the last bang. And then, uh, then it's the game. You know, um, so it's our, our game days are pretty good. They're really good. Like I said, um, Jalen Blinn and Cameron Gresham do a really good job organizing all that stuff. The communication with the parents and the, and the kids is really clutch, too, because, uh, you know, parking's uh, always an issue somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, they do a good job communicating. Um, from the beginning of the game, before the game, to the after the game. I can imagine, too, the night games are a little bit easier, too, to have time for kids. Obviously, on Friday nights, those early games are a little bit early. We've had 
basically and in turn what's been three night games but uh that's been a little bit easier probably to get recruits to campus has it yeah i think it depends people it goes back to what we were talking about our philosophy and recruiting well if you're recruiting nationals it can be hard to get a ton of national kids here right but we uh, recruit on the footprint so you know it's manageable for these parents and these kids that take the three hour trip here three four hour trip here now when you get to five hours they may have to stay overnight or whatnot um but for the most part um it has been a little bit easier getting these kids on campus with these night games Uh, we've had some really good turnouts um so hopefully uh we'll continue to have some good turnouts I know you can't specifically talk about it, but you guys um, last Saturday I saw down there had a ton of kids, kids everywhere, and that a uh, lot of people that want to um, that want to come and check out a game day and, and see what's going on here at Virginia Tech, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's credit to the coaches, uh, Coach Pry, our staff, our recruiting staff, um, of continuing to reach out to these kids, continuing to invite them to games, and getting them here, making it work. Um, because, I mean, we had a lot of kids this last game that hadn't been on campus. Um, and depending on what year they are and what part of the cycle it is, it's important to get them on campus. If, if you go throughout, you know, these six home games and you don't get, um, uh, say, a junior on campus, you're behind. Um, but we've done a really good job. Last last game, there was a ton of, ton of kids, big kids too, um, in our footprint that came to the game. And we made a good impression on them, and they made a good impression on us as well. How how young will you guys start the recruiting process? Like, I know you obviously had juniors and seniors there. Did you have some young kids there yeah. too? Yeah. You know, there's always 2026 kids and even 2027, hmm. um, which is nuts. Because when you're looking at evaluating, 2027 is purely projections. You know, they're still so young. But uh, mainly it's 2025 juniors. Um uh, and then the 2026 is the kind of the it's probably the bulk of the RCP and the kids that come to games. The the assistant coaches are the ones that are able to leave and obviously coach Price certain times uh, leave and go out and recruit those guys and recruit their positions during the season. Obviously, they have a lot of needs in that 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 they're worrying about the game plan and different things. How much time do they spend recruiting throughout a normal typical game week? During a game week, so we have it pretty structured. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Um, when it comes to the correspondence, say, plan that we have, you know, Coach Pry is, you know, we're going to have a call night. Um, one day of the week every night or every week which is Wednesday nights uh, and that's structured and making sure that we're doing a good job keeping in contact with the kids um, that we're on um, they're sending graphics to them on a regular basis during the week they're sending texts on a regular basis um, they they write a ton of mailers that they probably get sick of uh, sometimes but um, we're writing to the parents we're writing to the coaches we're writing to the um, writing to the kid um, every week uh so we we basically have that on schedule uh through monday through friday even mm. even sunday for home games uh we like to follow up with the kids that came to came to the games um but yeah we have that set um so you know after the first 
you know, for a second week, it's just kind of just normal to them. But they do they do a really good job, especially game days, um, because I feel for them because they got so many things going on. They just came from the hotel. Now we're rushing them to the to the indoor, so they have two hours to make sure that they're talking to everybody that they invited, uh, whether it's their area or their position. Uh, but they do they do a really good job. I uh, I always joke that if you go around a football program, it seems like the recruiting department is like keeping the USPS alive. How many mailers and different things you guys are always sending out through the mail? Oh, that. it's it's a ton. I mean, th- those forty three um, interns that we have right now, uh, they're always they're they're labeling and they're sending them out. They they help us do that. But yeah, it's a ton of mail. It's a ton of mail. What um. What a little bit too. What was it like going back to um, Marshall? I know at time you spent some time, and obviously Hokies went back there on the road. And that, what was that like getting back to uh, Huntington? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, because a lot of people there that I was there well, while I was there um, are still there. Um, you know, seeing Coach Huff. You know, we go way back. Um, seeing him was great. I didn't really talk to him before the game. Um, after the game, I talked to him. Um, but the position coaches, the players. Um, you know, strength coach, you know, and I it was, I joked with some people, it's like, I forgot how many people, you forget how many people are involved in football and mm-hmm. not just within the building, you know, facilities, um, you know, a- a- anything and everything. And uh, so it was nice seeing a bunch of faces, uh, you know, while the time I was there, it was cool. We're visiting here with uh, Mike Villagrana, the senior director of player personnel for the uh, Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, how much has um, the transfer portal changed things? And that, that's what people obviously want to talk about. And that you guys went out and got some players, filled some immediate holes in that. Uh, how do you manage being able to to keep those young guys happy that you're signing in that class and not make them nervous about the guys you're signing out of the transfer portal or things like that? I just think, you, well, you have to look at the roster. And I think Coach Pride does a good job at this and looking at the roster and looking at where your needs are. Uh, if you're really young at a position, then and you probably need some depth, um, and you, then that's where you can probably attack the transfer portal. Um, you know, if say you're losing X amount of guys at a position, and you just only you just have three freshmen there or four freshmen there, it's probably a position you need to go into the portal and address. Um, but you're not just going. Uh, shooting from the hip and saying, oh, well, that's a good quarterback. Let's go get him. It doesn't make sense for us mm-hmm. uh, maybe that that particular year. Or maybe it does make sense at this position because we don't have that much depth there. So we'll, we'll attack that position. But um, it's changed. It's helped us. I think it's helping everybody across the country. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing. As the, the senior director of player personnel, I'm sure you're – obviously got a lot to do with the roster management where the numbers are at where the scholarships are at how do do you guys manage that and keep track of who's going where where things are going to open how you're going to be able to I mean that's got to be a lot of maneuvering too right yeah it's basically a a moving thing every day um you know with um like like you mentioned the transfer portal um guys leaving guys talking about leaving um you know the projected numbers next year. It's kind of tough now until the super senior thing is over with yeah. the COVID, uh, because we have X amount of super seniors. So we know those are the guys that we're going to have to fill. That's a certain number that we we can take the following year. Then there's the redshirt seniors who they have a COVID year, but they may potentially come back. So those those numbers are in flux. So managing those numbers is a little tricky. Yeah. Um, 
but I think we've done a pretty good job with it. How much uh, in the last couple of years has NIL changed things for you? Yeah, it's it's completely changed it. Um, it's, I think it's a good thing, especially here. We have really good collectives. Um, but um, it's just – it's changing every day, too. The rules, you know, there were some uh, – there were some things that were happening yesterday about some changes. Um, so we just kind of go with the flow and, you know, whatever they tell us, we'll, we'll roll with it. You know, we have a, a good structure, a good plan here, but – when um, when you see a recruit and you you know either you someone from your staff or it goes ahead and one of the assistants reaches out and talks, how how quickly and how often is NIL brought up in those conversations? We're not allowed to talk about the NIL, um, so it's 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 a it's a thing that we're, it, at first was tricky to manage, but mm-hmm. um, you know our compliance does a really good job educating us what we can and can't do. Um, so, you know, we really don't have much discussion about mm-hmm. it. Um, we just, you know, we, we have the, the the collectives that take care of it. Some of the hardest part of, uh, I feel like, of recruiting of that is keeping track of what you can do, what you can't talk about at this point, at that point. This is open. This is, I mean, it's got to be something, too, to keep track of all the rules and that that you oh, have to follow. Nice. Yeah. You know, there's some rule changes uh, that came out yesterday about the transfer portal, so they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to reduce the amount of days to 45 days, which is good for college football. Um, I think it was the right thing to do. Uh, there's some legislation potentially coming out about changing photo shoots. I which saw that. What's your take on that? So anybody that you ask and that works in football is is just just thanking God that it, <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. It's, um, it just puts a lot of stress on uh, the entire staff uh, to do photo shoots. Um, I know photographers and creative that we hire in every department uh, across the country, they get burnt out because you go from – it's not just one visit, right? So when it opens up after the dead period in February, so March to all the way to the end of June, all right, you're having visitors every single day, multiple visitors, especially during the spring, and each kid wants a photo shoot. So say we bring a 707 team in, right? So that's how many kids, 12 kids, just say. All right. And then we have maybe two or three big-time kids that we want that are priorities to us. All right? You got to give them. Each of those kids have their friends, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that now you have 15 yeah. plus a 707. Yeah. And then they right? bring their little brother or yeah. something. And, yeah. you know, our chief of staff always uh, says this too. It was a really good point was that um, these photos – like the the average person not in football will pay thousands of dollars for these photos. Like they're that well done and edited and in, uh, in the systems that they got in the and all that. It's it's pretty it, it's pretty impressive. But we're doing that for every kid. So I think changing it to just the official visit uh, makes sense because it takes away from the visit when it's unofficial. I I think mm-hmm. you know you, you're you're spending an hour and a half at least part of that day for that kid and that guest just for the photo shoot right is it cool yeah i think in the pictures it's neat the lamborghinis and the, whatever you do it's neat but um, 
other than that, it's it's not what the the visit should be really truly about. You know, it should be about the relationship piece with the coaches, the sports staff. It should be about the academic piece. It should be about do you like the campus? Do you like the? Uh, do you see yourself as a good fit here? Um, and the photo shoots doesn't really help you there. You know, it doesn't really move the needle. Um, so I'm all for it. I know everybody else will be all for it, but unless you actually work in football, you you, you really you, you'll have a hard time grasping that it, it it it's a good thing. It's it's funny. I saw the other day an article. Gene Smith was on Capitol Hill, um, the Ohio State athletic director, talking about NIL and, and different things and different. He talked about how they've had players or they've had recruits, I should say, request five thousand dollars NIL just to come on campus and take a tour of campus and different things. I I mean, it's just crazy to think that. Obviously, there's at some point going to be barriers and different things that will do that but right now how open it i mean to think about that is just kind of crazy yeah and i I remember reading that and i heard that and it was we haven't ran into that issue um i don't think we're gonna run into that issue because i I just don't see us recruiting a kid um that is asking for something like that just to come on campus um it just seems far-fetched i might be crazy and um, yeah. Not on loop, but I just know from our standpoint, our game day visits, we've had some really good recruits on campus so far this year, and that's never came up. You uh, you obviously, like I said, you can't talk about specific recruits and, and different things like that until they're signed and ready to go. But um, this recruiting class is regarded as, as one of the top recruiting classes in, um, in the conference right now, what you guys have been able to build and been able to do here at Virginia Tech at a short time. What has made it kind of like a snowball effect? It seems like some of these top recruits have committed, and um, it, it's brought a lot of excitement, I know, to Tech fans that – those who follow the recruiting of that and what they've been able to see. What do you attribute that to? Yeah. Well, I think it's going back to when Virginia Tech was dominating. They were recruiting the footprint. You know, like Coach Price said, they were recruiting the 757, recruiting uh, Nova, Richmond, and that's what we're uh, targeting. Um, and we're starting to get recruits from those areas and, um, and you know, prominent recruits. Um, and so it's going to look cool to come to Virginia Tech from those areas now. Uh, so I think that starts the snowball effect. A little bit um and you know the the thing with you know the rankings and all that um it's it's exciting you know to get you know a four star uh five star because you know the message boards and people uh, are gonna get excited but me myself i get excited about the kid that really isn't you know highly touted that i like more than anybody or the staff is really high on Uh, we had a number of those guys from the, the previous class that are playing right now um, and that's it's probably one of the more gratifying things in my position is uh, going out to game day and watching those kids play, seeing their parents, um, because it's it's just um, you know it, we told them on their visits, you know this is our plan, this is what we're gonna do, uh, and we meant it. And now their their sons are playing as true freshmen, so it's it's really neat. But um, yeah, it's been an exciting two years. Virginia Tech football is known for its special teams, and this year, fans will witness the most spectacular safety yet. Triple A, the best roadside in the game, with 50% off plus memberships for Hokie fans and 24-7 coverage with the biggest network and the best drivers. So this season, bring your A game with Triple A and add some strength to all your drives. Experience the special team that's Virginia Tech and Triple A. Visit AAA.com slash Hokie fans. 
Hey Hokies, this is Monsoor Delane from Virginia Tech Football. Be sure to secure your housing for next year with CMG Leasing, the exclusive student housing partner of the Hokies. Start by checking out the Edge Apartments and Townhomes. It's so close to campus, you could hold your breath and make it a class. The Edge is fully furnished with resort-style amenities like their heated pool, fitness center, study lounges, and podcast rooms. It's not just a place to live, it's a touchdown for your college experience. Don't sideline comfort, make the Edge Apartments your home turf. Go team and go to cmgleasing.com to secure 2023-2024 housing at the Edge Apartments today. I think it's got to be exciting for you too, because you're in a different role where you you are a lot of times the first person to see this guy whenever he's a sophomore in high school or a junior in high school, just starting to make a name for himself, getting a tape to see then as a senior who's leading the ACC in a category or something like that. That's got to be kind of cool to see that whole progression. Oh, it's awesome! It's the most gratifying thing. It's from when I started in this because right, I used to coach, um, and then when I got in this position it was at Penn State um, and those guys that we recruited seeing them two years ago and two three years ago starting to get drafted was awesome mm-hmm. uh, and the same thing at Mississippi State seeing some of those guys get drafted highly uh, it's really gratifying it really is that's cool well best of luck keep it going on the recruiting trail thanks for taking the time today yeah absolutely thank you thanks for listening to the X's and O's podcast remember you can Download and subscribe to our podcast. You can get our podcast just about anywhere that you get your podcasts these days. Thanks to Mike Villagrana. Thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Zach Mackey saying so long. Until next time. You've been listening to the X's and O's podcast with Zach Mackey. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.